Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. have a minute only 60 seconds in it forced upon us can't refuse it didn't seek it didn't choose it but it's up to us to use it we must suffer if we lose it give account if we abuse it just a tiny little minute but in eternity is in it. Greetings, everybody, across America, from coast to coast, from coast to coast and border to border. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Oh, I love saying that Dr. Willie Jolly. For those who, are, who have not been on for a while, you know, I got my doctorate in, in faith-driven achievement about a year ago, and I'm very grateful. But this is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Wealthy Way Show, and I am so excited that you've decided to take time out of your schedule to listen today. This is going to be a life-changing show for you. I'm telling you in advance. I want you to tell 
Lottie Dottie and everybody to pick up the phone or get on the line or turn on the radio or get this message somehow, some way, because this is going to be a life-changing show. Well, you know, I take a moment in the beginning of every show to give God glory, to give him praise and thank him for life and strength, for thank him for the ability and the opportunity to be able to do what I love to do, and that is to inspire people to live their best lives. So I'm grateful and I give God the glory. And I know everybody who's listening doesn't believe like I believe. You know, I I always tell you the same thing. I'm not trying to convert you. I'm just trying to tell you who has done the blessings in my life and who I give glory to, who butters my bread, and I'm grateful for it. And so I say it as I say every week, God's gift to you is life. Your gift to God is what you do with your life. So I encourage you to live an extraordinary, incredible life. Well, today we're going to talk to somebody who has done just that. This is one of those interviews I have dreamed of. I put it on my dream list, my wish list, and so I'm grateful it is coming true. Let me tell you folks in advance that, you know, many of you know I speak to lots of different organizations. I speak to lots of companies, Fortune 100s, Fortune 500s, for associations around the world, just getting back from Malaysia for Prudential. But uh, I, I, some months ago, I got a call one day that was just so over the top that I was ecstatic about. The call was from Marriott Hotels. They called and said, we are opening our new Marriott Marquis Hotel in Washington, D.C., the first big convention center hotel in Washington, D.C., right next to the convention center. And it is going to be a historic opening because it's the 4,000th Marriott Hotel. And we have all confabbed, talked about who we want to be the speaker to open that day for our associates. And your name was number one over and over again. And so would you be willing to come and speak for our opening? And I said it would be my joy and my pleasure. So I spoke for the opening for all the new associates for the Marriott Marquis Hotel, the 4,000th. And then they invited me to the opening day ceremonies where they cut the ribbon and released the balloons. And on that day... The icon was there himself, Mr. Bill Marriott, uh, Bill Marriott Jr. He was there, and he gave a wonderful message about the 4,000th Hotel and and a wonderful message about the Marriott story. And afterwards, I went up and said, look, Brother Bill, I'd like to interview you on my show. Is that possible? And he said, Willie, absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, the icon, the legend in, in person, Bill Marriott Jr., Brother Bill, how are you? Good, Willie. How are you? (laughs) Incredible. And grateful for this time to be on the air with you and share this wonderful story with America. Because so many people stay in Marriott's. And I must put up, let me give some some transparency in here and all full disclosure. Not only am I a Marriott timeshare owner, I have two Marriott timeshares, but I also, in my contract, in my speaking contract with all our speakers bureaus, it says in the contract, my first preference for hotel is a Marriott because I know it's going to be consistently the same. So uh, I'm a Marriott fan. I'm a product of the product, and I'm grateful for what you have created here in America. Thanks, Willie. Appreciate well, look, it. let's talk about the story, because here's what I want to talk about, folks. I want to talk about how a father or husband and wife can come from Utah in uh, the early 1900s, uh, I think 1920s, and start a nine-seat root beer stand a nine-seat root beer stand in Washington, D.C., 14th Street, and build it into the biggest global hospitality brand in the world. How does one do that? And that's the American story. So, Bill, I'll kind of let you tell the story. 
Well, my mom and dad were married uh, in on June the eighth, nineteen twenty-seven, and that night they just took off and drove to U- to Salt Lake from Salt Lake to Washington, and an old Model T Ford. Took them eleven days to get to Washington. When they got here, they opened a nine-stool A&W root beer stand. And a lot of business that summer when Washington was hot, but when the weather cooled off and people stopped drinking ice-cold root beer, they decided to stay in business. They'd have to sell some food, so they put chili, tamales, hamburgers, and hot dogs on the menu. My mom cooked all the Mexican food in the apartment because there was no kitchen in the root beer stand, and they served uh, food in the root beer stand, and they named a little place a hot shop. They got through that first winter, did okay. Then a year or so later, they built a little drive-in restaurant, and they convinced uh, the government to cut the curb so people could drive onto the parking lot, and that had never happened before in Washington. So this was the first drive-in restaurant east of Mississippi. It was tremendously successful. They continued to open drive-in restaurants and um, expanded their business here in Washington, moved to Philadelphia, to Baltimore, to Richmond, and um, finally uh, got in the airline catering business in 1937 when people were coming to their hot shop next to the Hoover Field and in Washington, which is the old airport where the Pentagon is now, and um, people were buying box lunches to take on the airplanes. So my dad went to Florida and talked to Eddie Rickenbacker, who was the founder of Eastern Airlines, about putting um, menu f- food on their airplanes. And uh, Rickenbacker said yes, and he'd pay him a little bit of money for them. And the first airline kitchen was open in a basement of a hot shop across from Hoover Field. And they continued to grow the business, and finally in 1957 they opened their first hotel, 30 years after they'd come to Washington. So it's a story of entrepreneurship. It's a story of hard work. My father, people used to write my father and say, how are you successful? What would you do? He used to write a long letter back, finally gave up, and he said the key to success is to work and pray. And I would add to that the key to success is to enjoy what you do. Find Mm. out what you do that you really love and um, continue to work and continue to pray, and you'll be successful. Wow. You know, I love that quote. I saw that quote on your dad. Uh, In fact, I had written about it because I tell people very often in my books and in my programs how important it is to have faith and works. The the two of them must go together. Faith without works is dead. And your dad said two great words in the English language, work and pray. And anyone who works and prays hard enough will go to the top. And what you also added is that you got to love what you do and do it with a spirit of excellence. And, you know, that's exactly what Marriott has done. You have done it with such a tremendous passion. Uh, I I read about some of the things that you have done since you uh, started, but one of the things I was most impressed with, uh, when you got, uh, when you became part of the Marriott family. You, you, they didn't put you at the top. Let, let, folks, he came, uh, Bill Marriott Jr., uh, went to uh, the Navy. After going to college, he went to the Navy and uh, worked, served the U.S. Navy and served the U.S. Air, uh, US uh, Air I mean, the uh, U.S. Armed Forces. And then he began and took a little place in the family business. He began as a, uh, as a job in the kitchen in the family's hot shop restaurant and cleaning out the deep fat fryer, cleaning the the floors, uh, cleaning the restaurant, scrubbing the floors. As my friend Dave Thomas used to say to me, he had you had an MBA, a mop and bucket attitude. <laughs> and after <laughs> <That's> great, <laughs> and after uh, working in the kitchen for a number of years, uh, the, when your dad opened the uh, first hotel, he said, well, "I think you're ready now to see if you can handle this hotel and run the hotel." And from there on, you were starting to become a Marriott, real Marriott executive. But you didn't start at the top; you started at the bottom and didn't and that's correct 
Yeah, that's right. Actually, I started when I was in college. I was uh, at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, and there was a hot shop restaurant there, and I worked in the kitchen all through college and uh, learned how to make uh, hot fudge sundaes and learned how to cook hamburgers and hot dogs and french fries and washed a lot of pots and pans and cleaned a lot of kitchen floors. And When I got out of college, I went for two years in the Navy on an aircraft carrier and uh, ran the ship's uh, service stores, which was the I was back in the ice cream business again, you know, what they call the gee dunk in the Navy, which is where you get your ice cream sundaes and ice cream cones. And then I ran the ship's wardroom, which is where the officers eat their lunch and dinner. And uh, when I got out of the Navy, I went to work back in the hot shops again. And after a year or so, we opened our first hotel. And I told my dad, you know, let me try and see what I can do with that hotel. And he said, well you don't know anything about the hotel business, and I said, I know that, but neither does anybody else around here, so he relented and let me try my hand, and, um, you know, we continued to grow the business. We added another hotel a couple years later, then another one a few years later, and people just asked me, why aren't you in China in the the early 80s? And I said, because we had to get to San Francisco first. (laughs) And, uh, you know, now we're in 4,000 hotels around the world in almost 80 countries, and um, continuing to grow the the business. We'll add another 1,000 hotels in the next three years and so we're really moving ahead fast and um, love the business i think that if there's any reason for success that i've had is that i love the business and i love the people who work in it and our motto of our company and the co- company culture says take good care of your people and they'll take good care of the customers and they'll come back again and we continue to see evidence of that uh, from our associates. They um, love their jobs, they love the company, and they're devoted to the company. Uh, I can say this as an insider. Uh, when I started speaking for Marriott maybe f- uh, almost 20 years ago now, um, uh, the first person who brought me in was Doug Ridge, and then Sandy LeBlanc, and then Bill Walsh, and then Dan Adu. And I did the Marriott circuit. I, in fact, I was a secret shopper for Marriott for a number of years, going to the hotels, uh, not not and letting them know who I was. And what I learned was that they really, Marriott really does uh, talk about m- making sure the employees are happy. They do something I've never seen before, an employee survey that they ask employees, how you liking what you're doing? How you liking this job? And we, we, what can we do to make your life better? Because they know, and we'll talk about this in the next segment, that happy people become uh, are happy servers and help people to make happy experiences. And so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with the one and only Bill Marriott Jr. And we're going to talk about the mindset that creates an entrepreneurial success in America and how his faith also helped to grow that mindset. We'll be right back. You're listening across America from quarter to border, coast to coast, to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way show. And for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, the best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of 
interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. Dr. Willie Jolly on the Wealthy Way Show with my special guest, the one and only J.W. Bill Marriott Jr., the the CEO extraordinaire. He's been now the executive or the emeritus, but he's the CEO of Marriott Hotels and the one who built this hotel uh, empire. Uh, Bill, let me ask you a question. You, your, your dad started this uh, hot, uh, this uh, root beer stand in, in 1927. Uh, you weren't around then. <laughs> No, I wasn't, but I came pretty quick after that. Yeah, so your first remembrance or your first memory of the business, tell us about it. Well, I was sitting on the curb at uh, Third Hot Shop, which was the George Avenue Hot Shop, which was the first uh, drive-in restaurant east of Mississippi. I remember that hot shop. My mom used to take us there quite often. (laughs) It was on George Avenue, and uh, it was a nice spring day and we dropped my dad off and he had some work to do and I was sitting in the car with my mother and he stayed in the hot shop forever. I thought he'd never come out. I got so restless and so antsy that I was about ready to jump out of the car when he finally showed up. And I said, where have you been? I was about three, I think, or four. And he said, well, I've been working. You're going to learn how to work in this business. And that's what I do every day, all day is work, work, work and make sure the food's good. The hot food's hot and the cold food is cold. The associates that are serving the food are happy and they're taking care of the customers and I want to be sure we're taking care of them. So that was my first experience back in about 19, oh, I don't know, 36, 35, something like that. That was in the midst of the Depression too, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's right. Washington didn't have a Depression because everybody came here for a handout from the government. Right, that's so, right. So uh, the business in Washington flourished and one thing that was great about the hot shops was that everybody that lived in Washington lived in apartment houses pretty much back then, and they didn't have any air conditioning. So when it got hot in the summer, everybody got out of their apartment, and they went out to the hot shops, and they sat in their car, and our boys who served the cars on the curb with little trays they'd put on the window were bringing um, food out to the cars and drinks out to the cars. And our Connecticut Avenue hot shop had 100 servers on the what we called the curb, which was the parking lot. And they were out there taking care of these customers, and you wouldn't believe how much business they were doing. And I used to come by there when I was a little kid with my dad and watch watch these guys running around that curb with their trays and had a collar on the roof, a loudspeaker who'd say, number six, your order's up, number eight, your order's up. 
and it was a real circus, but uh, it was great. The business was terrific, and the Washingtonian people who remember those early days of Hot Shops have really good memories. Well, I, I, I remember when Hot Shops was on Georgia Avenue. It wasn't the original. It was one of the ones, in the I guess, in the 60s, and my mom would take us there every Friday, and she'd get the cheese bread, the cheese bread, and, we'd, and, and, and she'd get also some um, um, pastries and things to take to her relatives when we'd travel to Virginia to go visit, and she said, oh, these are the best, and we'd have a Hot Shot. Uh, uh, hot, and my brother and I, we did good in school. We'd get a, uh, a milkshake and, and so forth. Well, let me ask you a question. Here are a couple of things I want to find out. Your dad's entrepreneurial spirit, his entrepreneurial mindset, which obviously you also have the same mindset. You, part of that comes from living in America and the possibility, but part of it comes from the fact that y'all are not ashamed to talk about your faith and that the faith is, 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 is a part of your success uh, uh, DNA. Is that correct? Well, that's right. I mean, we've always gone to church. Uh, we're all members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and it's a lay church. So my dad served in many jobs in the church from time to time, and I did the same. And my children have done the same, and my grandchildren are doing the same. And, uh, you know, we believe that it's important to have faith. It's important to believe in God and, and, and Jesus Christ. And uh, we do, and we, we uh, walk the talk, you know. We're very active in our church, and and we would continue to talk about the church and the great impact it's had on our lives. And my dad always used to say one of the reasons he'd been successful was he had decided to decide, that he decided that he would be faithful to the church and faithful to my mother, and he had nothing to worry about as far as getting off track or the family getting off track, and it was really very impactful in, in his growing the business and being able to take care of his people. And, folks, I hope y'all get this. You know, it's very important that y'all hear me who listen often that I talk about faith. I'm not ashamed to talk about my faith, and I'm also not ashamed to talk about success and how faith and success can interact and intersect with each other and that great faith people and great industrialists or great uh, success people are always clear that uh, that they must have both parts. You must have great faith and great works, and that uh, faith without works is dead, and yet you find many times people are uh, ashamed of wanting to work hard. I'm saying you got to work hard. You know, are you, if you've read my book, uh, uh, any of my books, I say you got to pray like it all depends on God and work like it all depends on you. you got to do both parts, and this is a great story of a family that was willing to do that. Well, you know, one of the things as I did my research about this uh, family and this story. You start with the, 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 the root beer stand. Your mom starts making uh, hot tamales and all that for the hot shops. You call it the hot shops. And then you start building more and more hot shops. And you then went from hot shops to big boys. I remember Bob's big boys. And then you did uh, Roy Rogers. And, and then you got the food, the first one to put food on planes. And then uh, you, you realize, though, that there was some limitation. And then you said, let's talk about hotels. And uh, went to the hotel hospitality uh, industry and gave it a shot. Like you said, no one knew how to do it, how to run a hotel, but you were concerned about certain things, and that was hire good people. Let's talk about how you hire people. Well, I think when we hire somebody, you have to find out what motivates them. Mm. Do they want to come to the business to uh, make a career out of it, or are they just coming as a part-time job to get through college and then go do something else? We like people who want to buy into our program because we offer great opportunity for people. I said the most important thing in our culture 
is taking care of people by providing them opportunities to grow. 50% of our hotel general managers uh, started in hourly ranks. So they've come up from waiter or from a housekeeper or from a front office person to be a general manager. Many of the vice presidents of our company started as in the hourly ranks. Uh, the head of all of our hotel operations was a waiter in our restaurant in Philadelphia. And we provide opportunities for people, and we provide the training for them to be able to take advantage of these opportunities. And I think that's the great thing we bring to society. I can I can attest uh, to that. I know so many of my, my dear friends in the world are, are, are Marriott GMs. Uh, uh, Doug Ridge down at the Marriott uh, World Center started in housekeeping. And uh, uh, Reagan Link started as a bartender. You know, I would always interview them before I'd go to speak, and I'd say, where did you start? Dan Adu is a second-generation uh, uh, Marriott employee, and his son now, I believe, is in Marriott. And, and, and in fact, Doug Ridge's son is also with Marriott. And many of them say, I started... In housekeeping, I started in bartending. I started in in uh, doorkeeper, uh, front door uh, hospitality, and I worked my way up. and it, And this company gives you that opportunity. You look for people though, also who just. I love this piece, and I read it. As you say, I look for people who smile. People who are willing, who are happy. And what, you know, I, I, I spoke recently, I spoke just yesterday at Kaiser Permanente, and I was telling people that uh, great uh, human resource professionals understand that you hire for attitude and you, and you train for the aptitude. Is that how y'all have been successful? Well, yeah, we say that, um, you know, we hire friendly and train technical. Mm. And uh, if you're a friendly person, if you like people, you like to work with people, you like to serve people, then uh, we'll give you that opportunity to show what you can do and the, the ability that you have to take care of people, to smile across that front desk, take care of their every need. We have some wonderful examples every day we, uh, of our people who go out of their way. You know, a person leaves their shoes, special shoes home. We've had people lend their shoes to them. We've had people take sick people to the hospital in their own car and wait for them and uh, accommodate their families when they came in to see the sick person. And, you know, we are part of their lives. When they're living with us, they're guests in our home. And that's what we try to do is make sure everybody feels good about staying with Marriott and they feel that they're cared for, that they can come to us with an emergency or anything they need to talk about. And we're there for them. You guys think that's very, very important. And we, you know, hire friendly, train technical is certainly for us the best. Uh, mantra going forward in terms of hiring the right kind of people in, this, in the hospitality industry. Well, you got great stories in your books. By the way, he has a new, uh, not a brand new book, but it's a wonderful book, and it's a book I encourage everybody to go, particularly those who are entrepreneurs and who are building a business. It's called Without Reservations, How a Family Root Beer Stand Grew into a Global Hotel Company. Without Reservations. Uh, Bill, where can people get that book? Excuse me, Willie? Where can people get the book? Oh, they can get it on Amazon.com. All right, great. Folks, I want to encourage everybody who's listening to go get a copy of this book. It It is one of these books that will help you if you're in business and entrepreneur or if you're not, even if you are thinking about starting a business or you already have a job. You know, I tell everybody you must be the CEO of YOU Incorporated. If you work for somebody, give them more than they pay you to give, and you'll create a reputation that will uh, uh, pave a path for you. And so in this book, uh, it tells you whether you are in business or you 
you want to be in business, or you you just got a job, or you retired. This book will bless you and help you. And I can attest. I tell in my speeches, and I told at the opening of the Marriott Marquis a story about when I was speaking for the U.S. Army. I was going from Army base to Army base, encouraging and speaking for the Army workers. And I got to the Army transfer uh, base out in San Diego. I was sick as a dog. I had been on a plane, caught something, some cold or something. I got to the hotel, which was a Marriott, because as in my contract, I prefer Marriott's. And so uh, I got to the Marriott, went up to the front desk. She said, oh, uh, Mr. Jolly, they have a message for you. They're waiting. They're going to be looking to pick you up for dinner tonight, the host and everything, and your speech tomorrow morning. I said, look, would you do me a favor? I'm really not feeling well. I, I need to go to bed. Um, would you send a note back to them, call them, and say, I just can't make it to the dinner. I'm, I, I've got a cold or something I caught on the plane. And she said, I'll take care of it. No worry. I went to I went to my room. I started getting ready for bed. And, and I wasn't, you know, it was early evening. And I got a knock on the door. I said, oh, who would be calling? Oh, coming up to the room at this point. I opened the door and there's a, a waiter with a tray and a bowl of chicken noodle soup and a card from the staff saying, get well, Mr. Jolly. There you go. That's what it's all about. Ooh. So I say in my speeches, next time I want to go to San Diego, what hotel do you think I'm going to go to? <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> so it's Marriott Hotel, and that's why I'm not just a fan. I'm a product of the product. We're going to take a quick station identification. We'll be right back because we got more to talk about how to handle setbacks because Marriott's had a few, but how you can handle setbacks and then his steps for success, his rules for success. I've got 12 of them here in front of me and I'll kind of hit them and he can just expand on them. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly. And for years, I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I've got my friend, the icon himself, the legend, J.W. Bill Marriott, Jr. And, uh, Bill, I want to ask you a couple things. Uh, first, your father said something. He said success is never final. And he said you got to keep working as hard to, to get stay ahead as you did to get ahead. And I thought that was profound. And you have developed 12 rules for success. I'm going to throw one at you, and you kind of expand on it and talk about it a little bit. Challenge your team to do better and do it often. Well, I think... Uh it's a matter of growth. I think we all need to grow. I think we all need to improve. Uh, I think that's why we provide training so that people can take advantage of the opportunities that, that they have. And um, it's really important, Willie, that, uh, that people know that there's training and know there's opportunity. They know that they can better their lives by working at Marriott, and we'll give them the opportunity to really uh, excel and, and get a really wonderful chance to 
succeed in life. Awesome. Take good care of your associates, and they'll take good care of your customers, and they'll come back, which we've talked about. That's right. That's the key. That's the most important thing we do around here, take good care of our associates. Celebrate your people's success, not your own. Well, once a year we have what we call the J.W. Marriott uh, Award of Excellence Night, and we select eight or ten people from around the country and around the world who are the very best if they're working in the hotel as a waiter or working as a housekeeper or working in the accounting department. If their pursuit of excellence is so outstanding, we bring them in with uh, their spouse and their family, and we celebrate them before all the senior leaders of the company. Uh, They get a two- or three-day tour of Washington. They get to meet everybody at headquarters. All the senior management has lunch with them. And then at this big dinner, we really celebrate them and give them a chance to tell their story, and then we get the chance to give them a medal and uh, then we celebrate them with a dinner. And so it's a wonderful evening. Everybody in the company says it's the best day of the year. And I would agree with that because we are celebrating our people and thanking them for the outstanding job that they're doing. Awesome. Know what you're good at and keep improving at it. That's very important to understand what you can do and what you can't do. I think uh, I think it's important to Realize what your limitations are and what your strengths are. Mm. Build on your strengths, put your weaknesses in the back of your head and forget about them, and just keep building on your strengths. Build, build, build. But you can't build on your strengths unless you love what you do. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, Do it and do it now. Err on the side of taking action. Well, I think people are afraid to take a risk. Mm. And we do our very best around here let them know it's not a it's not a sin to fail if you fail around here pick yourself up go fix what you've uh, what what you've messed up if you can if you can't uh, come for help but we're here to help you take advantage of the opportunities in your life and uh, we want you to take risks we want you to get stuff done we don't want to analyze things forever we expect thoughtful um, investigation of all the things that you're working on and think about it and engage your team. I think that's very important to engage your team. And that means listening and not necessarily letting them know as the boss what you think, but get them to tell you what they think. And uh, I think that's the way you build a company is by leadership, by listening to people, encouraging them to speak up. And then when you finally get to the point where it's time to make a decision, make it and move on. You know, folks, and many of you folks might have my book, An Attitude of Excellence. And in that Attitude of Excellence, I talk about you must swing for the fences and how Hank Aaron made up his mind he was going to swing for the fences early in his career, and he struck out twice as many times as he, he hit home runs. Most times, in fact, he struck out, but when he hit it, he knocked it out the park. And this is exactly what Bill Merritt is saying. you got to be willing to take a risk. Swing for the fences. Be excellent. Pursue excellence. And if you fail, try it again. It's no sin to fail. It, it, it's no sin. Just keep trying. I love that. Thank you, uh, Bill. Now, let's talk about communicating by listening to your customers, associates, and competitors. That's profound. Well, I used to like to visit the competitors as often as I could, and um, I've been thrown out of our competitors' kitchens. I've been thrown out of the front front lobby when they saw what I was doing. And, you know, I had a competitor who brought out a new product, and when I heard that the new product was out, I went to see it. And they told me that the CEO of the company had not seen the new product yet, and what was I doing there? And I said, we love to study our competitors. We love to find out what they're doing. They give us a lot of opportunities 
to uh, to learn the business better and to do a better job for our customers. Mm, you know, uh, folks, uh, again, another little caveat. I spoke for Walmart down in Bentonville, and I went to visit the original five and dime store that Sam Walton started, and that was one of his big his big takeaways. He said, I'd go to competitors and, and just like Bill Merritt, he said, they put me out because <laughs> I was there checking out what I could learn good from them and what I could learn to improve. And that's that's what the successful people do. They check out the competitors, learn from them and grow from it. I love that, Bill. Uh, see and be seen. Get out of your office. Walk the talk. Make yourself visible and accessible. Well, I'm out of the office probably 60% of the time and I try to visit as many hotels as I can. I hit 325 two years ago before I took a different role in the company. Now I'll do 200 hotels this year and involves uh, traveling to a lot of nice places. I try to go south in the winter and north in the summer, which uh, I think is a reasonable level of intelligence. And uh, But I do visit a lot of hotels. I love to see the people. I love to see if we're making the standards right. If uh, When we re- remodel a hotel, are we doing the right kind of a job for our customers and uh, how do the people feel about their jobs? How clean are the kitchens? Um, what does the front office look like? What's the driveway look like? Is it clean? What are the mats entering the hotel that say welcome? Are they clean and sparkling? And what are the people like? Are they anxious to see me, or do they just kind of turn away and walk away? But most of the time, they're anxious to see me and happy to see me, and I'm thrilled to see them. Now, I got to take a quick moment, uh, Bill. You you said you did you're doing 200 some visits this year. 200 some. Bill, tell people how old you are. Yeah, I'm 82. <laughs> Folks, 82 you hear that? Years old. 82. He still, still got still it. He still got like it. And my, my my wife says that you got to stop this, and I say this is my life. I love so it. I'm doing it. You're my role model, buddy. You are my role model. At 80, in my 80s, I'm going to be working every day. I don't believe in retirement. I believe that you keep working. And I loved your dad's quote. There's a quote that your dad had uh, that I loved a lot. He said, "A man should keep on being constructive and do constructive." things. Things. He should take part in the things that go on and go on in this wonderful world. He should be someone to be reckoned with. He should live life and make every day count to the very end. Sometimes it's going to be cu- tough, but that's what I'm going to do, and that's what he did, and that's what you're doing. I applaud that. I just love that, Bill. That that turns me on. Okay, here's another one. Success- okay, Willie, it's been <laughs> a real pleasure. Thank you for <laughs> taking the time to visit with me and. Uh, uh, proud of you and the great accomplishments that you've that you've done in your life well bill thank you for letting me be on with you and having this time with you and again thank you for your team angela wiggins and everybody in your team for making this possible god bless you and your family and much continued success you too willie all right thank you god bless you Hey, folks, you know, we are so excited he was able to be on with us. He told me he had a short uh, time window to be able to be on, but I am grateful that he was able to be on with us and share some ideas and some strategies and thoughts. I'm going to take a few more of these ideas that he shared and kind of flesh them out with you uh, while we uh, got this last part of the interview, or last part of the show. Uh, He says success is always in the details. And, And in the details, you do the little things, Consistently. And that's why I was so impressed with the book. As I went through the book, uh, he put some very important messages. He said, culture counts. 
In Marriott's case, our culture results in measurably lowering employee turnover and higher customer satisfaction, a winning combination that boots our profits and pleases our shareholders. And there were five areas in the book that he talked about uh, for the book Without Reservations that he fleshes out in greater detail. Put people first, which we've talked about. Pursue excellence in everything you do. Pursue excellence. Embrace change. Act with integrity and serve our world. Now, let's go over those. Put people first. Put your people, the people who work with you, your suppliers. You know, treat people. I found so many employers who treat their employees like servants rather than like partners. But those who treat their employees like partners and get buy-in from the employees, their business will grow. Best way to grow your future, grow yourself. Best way to grow your organization, Grow your people. And that is what Marriott has done, and that's why they continue to grow. Pursue excellence. An attitude of excellence says that you're going to pursue excellence with everything you have, not perfection. Perfection has an end point. But excellence is always room for improvement. Kanai, the Kaizen principle, that you constant and never-ending improvement, that there's no end point. How, can, how much better can I get? Embrace change. Life is changing. Bill Marriott does a blog. He doesn't use a computer. He he uh, he does a blog every week. And if you go on Marriott, you can get the blog. But he said, I've I've learned new things about technology, but I'm not good at it yet. But I'm I'm embracing it. And I'm embracing social media. He's embracing. They had to change from root beer to hot food to um, a. A, a restaurant where then you could get uh, hamburgers and other things and roll up and ride up in your car. Now, what else can we do to change? What else can we do to innovate? Well, maybe we can find a way to, to not only feed them, but to, to, to let them have a place to lodge as well. So they started a hotel, a motor hotel. First motel was a motor hotel. You can drive up and spend the night in Washington, D.C., near the Pentagon. And that was the first hotel. And then they said, well, that went well. Let's try another one. No, not far away from there. And then they did more in the Washington area. And then act with integrity. Did you hear him say that his dad was someone who worked with integrity, with faith? He was faithful to his family. He was faithful to his wife. He was faithful to his business. And if you're faithful, then God rewards faithfulness. And you will see that out of that faithfulness will grow a seed that will continue to bloom and blossom. And and then, folks, he had one more quote here of his five, and I'm going to go back to the 12 in a minute. Serve our world. Woo, serve our world. Folks, this is incredible how you can serve the world and make a difference. You know what I love and what I shared in my, uh, my office that we're here to do a couple things. We're here to make a difference, and we're here to make a profit. We must make a difference. That's number one. We got to make a difference, impact people, but then make a profit because if we don't make a profit. We don't have the resources or the ability to continue to make the difference. And we want to make a difference. So I encourage you to set some goals. I encourage you to set a, a goal, one that you're going to set a goal to what you can uh, make a difference with, what impact you can have. And then set a goal how you're going to have some resources to set that goal, uh, make that goal reality of what impact. And then set a goal what you're going to become as a person in the process so that you can start to do more, be more, 
have more so you can give more and make a bigger difference. We're going to be right back after this break. I'm going to give you some more lessons I've learned from this book and from my time with folks at Marriott around the country and how Marriott has created a culture of excellence and a culture that is a great American success story. And if they can do it, so can you. That's what I want you to know. If they can do it, so can you. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And for sure, the best is yet to come. You can call on me. Pick up the phone. You can call And call me. me. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com. Dot com slash billionaire wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success but there's a cost for not paying the price and the cost is always greater than the price go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag the box or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth and remember as a man thinketh so as he is and your best is yet to come Motivated, highly motivated 
was not where I was meant to be. I didn't want to stay, but I was too afraid to leave. And one day I got my check, there was almost nothing there. I went to the cross, he laughed and said he didn't care. My kids were at home hungry, I was about to lose my home. That's when I decided I had to make it on my own. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Our guest today was uh, Bill Marriott. He gave us uh, more than he had said he was able to give us. He said he was only going to give us a, a short uh, time because he doesn't do interviews, folks. This is a big deal because he doesn't really do a lot of interviews on radio because he's really busy and his schedule is just incredible. But I'm grateful that uh, I was able to be the speaker for the opening of the new Marriott Marquee that they all married top brass said we want one speaker. We want one speaker to be part of our opening of this historic 4,000th hotel. And that one speaker is Dr. Willie Jolly. I'm very grateful that they invited me. And at the opening day festivities, I went up and took a picture with Bill Marriott. And if you're on my newsletter, by the way, you'll get these pictures and these other learning points that I I'd glean out of these interviews. If you're not on my newsletter, you're missing it because this is absolutely free. Every week we send out a newsletter with all these great interviews and the learning lessons and the special little you know, uh, behind-the-scenes kind of information I have had the opportunity to have with them, as well as we give you uh, free stuff, free motivational messages, free free information on building your success. So go to willyjolly.com, sign up for the newsletter. Also go to my new website, jollygoodnews.org. That's my faith-based website, jollygoodnews.org. You can see me at the Crystal Cathedral or at some of the churches I've spoken around the country, as well as my uh, faith-based messages. And look, you get on the newsletter for both of them. We only send out the newsletter right now for the Willie Jolly uh, website, but we'll be sharing more information about the Jolly Good News. And in those newsletters, you'll get some of the information. And one of the things that Bill Marriott shared with me, and you'll see it on this newsletter that's coming up, is that a day I went up to him and I said, I really am impressed with what you've been able to build. He said, you know, this is a commitment to excellence. We just made a commitment to excellence. And then he said something else. He said, look, uh, uh, this is a, a, a family that believes what we talk about. We walk, we walk our talk, and so I then go. You know, I, I'm going to pop the question. Hey, will you? Would you be willing to do a radio interview on my Sirius XM show? And he said absolutely. So he was a man of his word. He came and did the interview, and I'm grateful. Uh, in his 12 steps, so for those who just joining us, he said challenge your team to do better, do it often. Take good care of your associates, the people who work with you, uh, people who many call employees, they call them associates, and they'll take good care of your customers and then your customers will come back over and over again celebrate your associate success not just your own know that you're good at you're good at know what you're good at and keep improving at it find your lane stay in that lane or work it and be excellent and there you have found hospitality the people business serving people whether it's in food whether it's in hot lodging whether it's in airplane food they found out what they're good at um, do it and do it now Err on the side of taking action. The winners in life take action. I'm encouraging you to take action on the dreams and goals you've been talking about. You've been saying, I want to uh, start a company. Well, do it. But I don't know how. Just do it. Dodd, you know, one of my friends, Larry Winger, said, uh, implement now, perfect later. <laughs> and I love that. Implement now, perfect later. So I'm encouraging you to implement now and perfect later. Whatever it is, err on the side of action. Take some action. Decide and get 
going on what you want to, to do. You say you want to write a book? Do it. Uh, it, it might not be perfect. Let me tell you, um, I wrote a book, one of my books, uh, the first version of Attitude of Excellence. And I I erred on the side of action. I had to get it done. Um, and I had a, a time window because I had a client who, who said, I like that title. Would you send me some or bring some when you come speak? And I was about maybe a month out from that speech. And I said, wow, to myself, I don't have the that book finished. But they said, and we'll pay you. We'll buy a bunch of the books. We want 300 books. I said, whoa, okay, I'm going to have that book finished. <laughs> well, anyway, I started writing a book, and I got the book written. But then my editor, my usual editor, was busy and couldn't do it. My wife, who edits my books, she she was on another project. She said, I, I can't do it right now, but I'll get to it in a day or two. I said, no, I'm going to get somebody else. And this lady had told me her son was an editor. So I I gave the guy the book manuscript. He edited it. I didn't even review it when he gave it back. I just believed he could do it, and he edited it. I got back, and I went and said, send it right to the printer because my time is, is – uh, the printer said, you got to have it to me by – X day, and he got it to the to him that day, and I didn't have time to even go through it. The printer printed them in paperback. We and I never even saw him. Sent him to right to the uh, to Denver, Colorado, where I was going to be giving a speech. Where I flew in, the books were there. I said, "The books here." Yep, the books are here. The boxes of books. And that day, I opened up uh, my speech and said, "You all got a book. It's absolutely free." And everybody loved it. They were clapping. And a couple of days later, my client called and said, "Hey." You got a few errors in your book. I said, what? And I opened the book, and there were errors, typos. The, the editor had done a poor job. But I got it done. And you know what I did? I said, you know what? I apologize. We're going to ed- we're going re- to fix it, and I'll send you all an updated copy. He was happy. I was happy. Uh, but I got the book done, which led to me getting the, the final book done adding more to it and I say sometimes you're going to make mistakes you're going to have errors but you make your lemons and uh, into lemonade and rather than somebody who procrastinates and says uh has the paralysis of analysis uh, think about it so much Ooh, oh should I do Ooh, and never get it done procrastination is the biggest nation in the world you got to get it done all right uh he says on his 12 steps uh, uh, know what you're good at and uh, keep improving. Do it now. Err on the side of taking action. Communicate by listening to your customers, your associates, and your competitors. He talked about that. See and be seen. Get out of your office. Walk the talk. Make yourself visible and accessible. Success is always in the details. And that's something I have to work on. I'm a big thinking guy. I don't always dwell on the details, but I thank God for my wife who is a detail person. She's detail oriented and she helps me there and I'm working on becoming more detail oriented. It's more important to hire people with the right qualities than with specific experience. Hire for attitude and train for technical. That is what he talked about. Hire friendly, train technical. And folks, you want to hire friendly, positive, upbeat people who have a positive attitude. And then um, customers need... Needs may vary, but their biases for quality never does. That is true. That's why I always say I want a, a Marriott because I know that my needs are going to vary, but I'm going to get a consistent offering when I go to a Marriott. Always the same. Good hotel room. They're going to have a gym that's in my contract. they got to have a gym. They're going to have good food, and the people are going to be friendly. 
Uh, always hire people who are smarter than you are. I thought that one was profound because I know that in his office he got Angela Wiggins. He's got uh, so many great people who are brilliant, who are just these brilliant people. And and Bill Marriott shares that. You know that he hires great people who are smart. Don't be intimidated by that. Henry Ford used to say that in his books he would hire people who were smarter than him because he wanted the best and the brightest around him. And then view every problem as an opportunity to grow. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about his setbacks over the years, uh, but they've had some setbacks. You know, they Marion has had some setbacks and economy setbacks. They had to lay off some people. And he said he learned from each one of those those setbacks how to do it with grace, with style, with class, and to be caring. And how many of his uh, employ our associates when they were got laid off you know said you did it with such grace and care and you took good care of us helped us to find new positions helped us with counseling helped us with training you know you did it the right way when the economy went south which it has done he said he's lived through seven recessions and they've been through seven recessions my goodness. So, folks, these are lessons that I think are so profound. I want to go back to that quote again by his dad, J. Willett Marriott Sr., that a man should keep being constructive and do constructive things. He should be, take part in the things that go on and take a part of the, the things that go on in this wonderful world. He should be someone to be reckoned with. He should live life and make every day count to the very end. Sometimes it's going to be tough. But that's what he was going to do. I want you to be constructive. I want you to be committed to pursue excellence. God's gift to you is life. Your gift to God is what you do with your life. And then closing this interview with these words that I hope will inspire you. And they have continued to inspire me. Two great words in the English language. Work and pray. And anyone who works and prays hard enough will go to the top. I'm asking you to work hard, pray hard, have faith, take action on that faith, be excellent, and you will start to see your success start to just grow. I'm confident of it. I want you to go to my website, willyjolly.com. I want to thank v Lightspeed VT because they're trying to help people to grow by a sponsor. I want you to go to my new Lightspeed channel platform, which is Jolly, J-O-L-L-E-Y-V-T, Victor Thomas, virtual training, Jolly, J-O-L-L-E-Y-V-T dot com. Check it out. It's going to change America. It's going to change the American workplace because we're going to teach people how to have an attitude of excellence. Here's what I've told people, that most people come to work every day with a skill set that they learned in school or college or whatever it may be, but no college I know has a degree in attitude or a degree in excellence. And that's what I'm going to teach you, how to have those. And everybody say they're core values. So, willyjolly.com, jollygoodnews.org, and jollyvt. Thank you for listening. This has been an incredible interview today, and I want to thank Bill Marriott for taking time out. And remember, folks, remember for sure, for sure, for sure, your best is yet to come. God bless you. Are you tired of crying and complaining? Tired of feeling like life don't treat you fair? Do you see so many others moving on? Are you steady going nowhere? Have you maybe come to the conclusion that there's nothing at all that you 
can do Now just look in any mirror And you'll see who is really truly stopping you My, my This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.